Welcome, everyone, to the Destination Everywhere podcast. I'm Andy McNeil, and welcome to a spotlight episode on how to have an incredible experience when choosing a rural destination. And we are so excited to have our guest today, a very special guest, Adam Stoker. He's the president and CEO of Relic, a full-service advertising agency specializing in the tourism industry. As He's worked with destinations for over nine years and consulting with leisure travel, stakeholder engagement, destination branding, meeting planner, convention meetings, marketing. He's been featured in Utah Business. Listen to this resume. Utah Valley Business Magazine, 40 Under 40, and speaks at a large amount of industry events. We're so excited to have him here. This is how we met Adam. He's also the host of the Destination Marketing Podcast, which is a fantastic podcast. So if you are interested in learning about different destinations, like Destination Everywhere, I highly recommend a search on your favorite podcast app for the Destination Marketing Podcast and download it. And I had the get, uh, chance to be a guest on it as well. So definitely download that one. So Adam, welcome. Andy, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. And you'll have to excuse these balloons in the background <laughs> yeah, that might hit birthday. me on the head. Yeah, thanks a lot. My team decorated my office for my birthday and I haven't had the chance to take down the decorations. So here we are with this birthday llama floating way too close over my head. He or she is a very good looking llama. So happy birthday to you. (laughs) Happy birthday to you. I'm so excited about this topic today because we don't talk a lot about rural and smaller destinations and you're such a thought leader in the space. Yeah, I think our listeners are going to be really excited to hear Because I know that over the years, we've taken lots of people to smaller uh, rural destinations out of the way, especially for incentive programs. And it's really important to know a destination before you do that and learn it. And we're going to talk about that today and listen to your guidance about how our listeners can do the research ahead of time and find out what are the key decision makers for factors or factors, I should say, for people when looking for a smaller destination. What do you think those are? Yeah, this is one of my favorite topics. I'm pretty passionate about rural destinations or smaller destinations. And and the reason for that is that I feel like, especially with your audience, the meeting and convention events audience, sometimes they get a little bit overlooked. And those destinations actually have the ability to offer an experience that's more unique than some of the major destinations that everyone goes to. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. I mean, there's some really amazing, especially natural beauty, right? That some of these rural areas have just really amazing natural beauty and a lot of history as well. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's why I love those destinations. Everybody's been to Vegas for a convention and, and you can have an amazing time in Vegas. Most people do, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Maybe too much fun. Yeah, but, maybe too much fun. But the events and experiences that really stick out in my mind that I've had, and I think this goes for a lot of people, is the unique events that were unlike any other. And I think rural destinations have the ability to create that type of an experience for attendees. Yeah. So where should people go? So there's, so I, I know uh, most of our industry folks know what a CVB is, but for our non-industry folks, what is a CVB? Explain that. What, tell them how they're engaged and how they can help people that are going to a destination. Yeah, you're going to hear two acronyms that are important to know. One of them, CVB, Convention and Visitors Bureau. And when I say you're going to hear, I know your listeners may not, but DMO is the other one. And that stands for Destination Marketing Organization. So Convention and Visitors Bureau and Destination Marketing Organization, both of those are commissioned by, and different states have different ways of doing it. Sometimes it's a municipality, sometimes it's a county, and then every state has its own Convention and Visitors Bureau as well. 
And so they work together and their job is to promote the destination. And there's so much we could talk about with convention and visitors bureaus. I think I'm going to have you maybe guide me a little bit on where you want me to go. Yeah, absolutely. What like what services do they provide if, if you call them and, and you need help when they answer the phone? What services can they provide you? Yeah, so different destinations may have different services, but most of them have at least a one-person marketing team. Most of them will have at least a one to two-person convention and event sales team where their job is to bring in events and help place them in the right hotel within the destination or the right convention space or whatever to make sure that they have the resources they need for their event. And then they're typically funded by like a hotel room tax or something. You're paying for the service anyways, right? Yep, exactly. Like the amount of tax differs by state and by destination, but a lot of these convention visitors bureaus are funded by a small percentage of, some people will call it transient room tax. Some people will call it lodging tax, but half of that tax that's collected will go to the destination in most cases. And the other half will go to the state, all with the intention of, marketing the destination and continuing to generate visitation for the destination. Now, how have you you seen some of these uh, rural organizations, rural states uh, market themselves and set themselves apart? This is where it gets really fun for me, right? Because this is what I do owning an advertising agency that, that works with rural destinations We get to be involved in this every day. So I can tell you about a few of them and and what they've done to to set themselves apart. One of our clients is in Bryce Canyon, Utah, and they don't have your traditional convention center like a lot of destinations that would normally host an event get. But because they don't have a convention center, they've had to be a little bit creative in how they host events. And so they've got a major resort called Ruby's Inn that's right at the mouth of Bryce Canyon. And so what they do is they use Ruby's Inn in a lot of cases to host the rooms, to host smaller meeting areas. They don't have a major ballroom or something like that. But what they lack in convention space, they make up for in outdoor experience opportunities. Uh Opportunities for some intimate outdoor experiences that 100 yards from the resort you're looking out into this vast expanse of Bryce Canyon and seeing something uh, that sounds amazing. you wouldn't believe. Yeah, and, and especially at the right time of year, right? And Utah's got such great weather for, depending on what you're doing, 12 months a year, but nine months of the year, you can be outside and do really beautiful outdoor stuff. We've done a lot of stuff in there over the years. Exactly. And their campaign that they've been running since COVID is Upgrade Your Dust is the title of their campaign. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. All your hiking boots, all your outdoor equipment has been gathering dust in your garage. We want to put better dust on it. And we're going to do that at Bryce Canyon. And that advertising campaign has been a really great recovery message for them to encourage people to upgrade their dust and come hold their event in Bryce Canyon. Do you have any destinations that are uh, like near the beach or uh, that you could talk about and what how they use their uniqueness to promote their destination that our listeners might like? Yeah, I can tell you about a destination and it's maybe a little bit less on the convention side and a little bit more on the leisure travel side. Great, perfect. But Beaufort, South Carolina is a really unique case study for me. Okay. And so Rob Wells is is the CEO down there at Beaufort, South Carolina. And the biggest challenge they have is they are located smack dab between Charleston, South Carolina and Hilton Head, South Carolina. Yeah, a nice area to be part of, right? 
beautiful. Yeah, and you got Savannah, Savannah, Georgia, right across the river from them, right? That's a blessing, but it's also a curse because you've got these destinations with major budgets, major media spend who are branding their destination really effectively. And it, it presents some somewhat of a challenge for Beaufort because how do you differentiate yourself with a quarter of the budget between these major destinations with really recognizable brands? And so one thing that Beaufort, South Carolina decided to do right at the beginning of the pandemic was to launch a podcast called the Intercoastal Podcast. And they bring on local stakeholders and businesses to talk about the destination, talk about the unique experiences that they can have. And they're playing the long game. This isn't run an ad, get a visitor type thing. They're building their own audience. But it's been amazing to see how this podcast that they've created has generated a deeper level of interest from potential visitors because they didn't just see an ad. They heard an entire 30-minute episode about a really unique part of their destination, like the Kazoo Factory. There's a whole episode about the (laughs) Kazoo Factory in Beaufort, South Carolina. There's another one about the films that have been made in Beaufort, South Carolina. And so visitors aren't just saying, oh, this is a cool thing that's there. They actually get to go deep for a half hour and learn all about it. And after you learn about it, it's like, man, I've got to go see that in person. So they're really just focused on like local knowledge and pulling in the companies and the organizations and the history from around there. I'm sure there's some great Civil War history and some great history of Revolutionary War as well around there. And cultural heritage stuff. They had one episode, and I'm sorry, I, I, I can't remember the exact contents, but the cultural heritage history in Beaufort, South Carolina is really unique. And you can learn all about it on their show, the Intercoastal Podcast. So that's something that not very many destinations are doing, but that these guys have done to really brand themselves and make them unique. That is. They can't outspend their neighbors. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This episode is brought to you by AMI. Need help discovering that next destination for your group or meeting? Then go to AmericanMeetings.com and click on Destinations. So you make a good point about just unique ways to market these destinations and how people can find them. So podcast is a great one. So a lot of them are probably doing podcasts. So if you're thinking about going to someplace like Bryce Canyon or Buford, you can look for their podcast. Also social media, just because I'm part of the industry, I get bombarded with great social media stuff. And it seems like the destinations are really forward thinking on how they're using social to experience. What's your experience with that? And what are people seeing and what value does that bring to people considering going to that destination? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because social is always changing. And yeah. several years ago, it was Facebook. And it's like, all I got to do is have a Facebook page that I keep updated and I'm good. And now you've got these emerging channels. We've just figured out, we as an industry, I'm saying, have just figured out Instagram. And I think yeah. Instagram has been a great resource for the travel industry. And now all of a sudden you got TikTok popping up. And so I think social media is really important for destinations to communicate their brand. But the challenge that comes along with it is you can't just figure out a platform and stick with it. You have to constantly be monitoring the new social platforms that are coming out and be early on those platforms so that you're not just noise by the time you join the platform. That's a really good point. So whenever a new one comes out, they should really be forward thinking on that. And and our listeners should go to those new platforms to see who's really cutting edge. 
Yes. And, and it doesn't mean, hey, every platform that comes out, you have to be on it. No, you just need to explore and educate yourself and make sure that whether or not it's a good place for you to be. Awesome. Awesome. So let's talk about, so you, we talked about Bryce Canyon. We talked about Buford. What are some other smaller regional or rural destinations that you'd like to mention that people maybe should keep an eye out for that are kind of up and coming or doing a really great job in helping promote their destination online? So I'll tell you one that's really unique. A lot of these is recency bias for me because they're destinations that I go to and and that I frequent on my own. This one's called Vernal, Utah. And most people, when they hear Vernal, Utah, they don't know very much about it. But Vernal, Utah has one of the most interesting dinosaur bone experiences or museums. Oh, wow. That sounds really interesting. Oh, it, so it's we've branded it as Dinosaur Land. Okay. And at Dinosaur Land, they have something called the Wall of Bones. The Wall of Bones is this rock wall on the side of a mountain where they have chiseled out hundreds of dinosaur bones that were found all in that rock face. And the disappointing part of that is that when you try to photograph it, it never comes. When you see it in person, the difference between that personal experience and seeing a photograph is huge. It is breathtaking when you walk in. And I'll tell you another thing that's interesting about that for your listeners is Vernal is a big oil community. And so they have really, oil has been really critical to them and generate a lot of revenue for that destination. So what they decided to do years ago is build a state-of-the-art convention center with all the bells and whistles you could ever imagine. It's incredible. Yet all the tech needs that a conference could have, all the breakout rooms, state-of-the-art kitchen for people to be able to bring in a, oh man, of course I'm, I'm losing the a word caterer. here. A caterer. Yes, yes a caterer. There you go. Yep. That's what I'm <laughs> so, here for. Adam. I appreciate that, Andy. But the really their convention center is unreal. And so I would recommend anybody that's, that wants a unique experience for their destination Look at Vernal. You can have everything you need for the convention center, but there's whitewater rafting. I take my kids every year whitewater uh, yeah, rafting. Yeah. What, 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 is that the Colorado? Let's see. It's the Green River. Is the, the Green one River? We... Okay, I'll have to look that up. I, I love whitewater rafting with my kids too. So that's a great, that's a great suggestion. And that's an that's an interesting between Denver and Salt Lake. That's an interesting area. That people, yeah. yeah, that people probably don't think about from a, an experience standpoint. It is a hidden gem. And if there's families coming to your conference, they're going to have an unforgettable experience between the dinosaurs, the whitewater rafting, the dining there. You wouldn't believe the dining there. It's so That's good. great. That's great. And you guys talk about a lot of these different unique destinations on your podcast. So tell us a little bit about your podcast and where people can find it and what other destinations they can hear about. Yeah. So my podcast is called the Destination Marketing Podcast. And we created it to, in fact, we just hit our two-year anniversary uh, last week. And congratulations. Thanks. We've done over 130 episodes, I think, maybe 140. Fantastic. It's been a lot of content to create, but it's been really cool. I've met really important people like yourself from all over the industry and had them on my show. And really what I try to do is Bring people on that can give destinations or related businesses something tactical that they can implement because there's a lot of great inspirational content out there. And I don't think that I'm going to bring 
amazing inspirational content that's going to that is super exciting for people. But what I can give them is something they can implement into their marketing plans and programs. And that's what, we, what I try to do on my show. And, and so you'll get a lot of destinations from all over the world that come on my show. But then you get industry partners like other agencies, technology resources, people like yourself that play in the meeting and convention spaces, and really try to give a wide swath of topics that allow people to improve their marketing holistically. That's great. You said you had 130 episodes. You're talking to all sorts of different destinations. Do you have just a few more you can throw out there for us that you like, that you'd like to say, hey, think about think about listening to this podcast or think about this destination next time you're thinking about planning on going somewhere? Yeah, I'll tell you a couple. So one is Knoxville, Tennessee. Knoxville, Tennessee is a smaller destination that has one of the coolest vibes. And vibe is a word that's really ambiguous, but it's the best way for me to describe Knoxville. For one, their people are incredibly welcoming. And so the vibe is really open and welcoming. And then they've got this in downtown, they've got this square where I think there used to be a road that went in between it, but they've shut it down completely. And now it's a kind of a town square, but all around it, there's dining establishments all around the square. And you'll get musicians that come in and play music in the middle of the square. So there's all this outdoor dining in the square. And then you've got a musician in the middle playing. That's nice. Some of the most unique restaurants that you'll find are there on the square. Yeah. And I'll tell you a quick experience I had in Knoxville when I went. And that's that my waiter, when he came to the table, we asked him for a dessert menu after we'd had an incredible meal, one of the most unique burgers I had ever had. And he comes to me and he says, I could give you a dessert menu, but if you really want to have the best dessert in Knoxville, you're going to go around the corner to Cruz Family Farms and try their shakes and ice cream. And I just thought that was the coolest thing that... He was more worried about my experience as a visitor than he was about making a couple extra bucks on his tip or the restaurant making a couple extra bucks for that night. Instead, he made me want to go back. And now I've talked about it a dozen times on my podcast. I wrote about it in my book. And hopefully they've gotten return on investment for recommending me to go to a different dessert place. Oh, that's great. That's great. And my brother went to University of Tennessee. So I've been there a number of times. I've seen it grow over the years. The Blue Ridge Mountains are right there. So it's right down the street and you can get some great natural beauty as well. It's just a beautiful part of the country. Yeah. I'm going to give you one more. Is that all right? Okay. Yeah, please. It's probably going to be a surprise for people because it's it's not usually talked about in this context. Laredo, Texas. Okay. I went to Laredo, Texas two years ago for the first time. I think it might be three years now. And The thing that blew me away about Laredo, Texas, is when you hear about it, you think one of two things. You think either what I would call cowboy Texas, right? Mm -hmm. Really rural. Yeah. Yeah. Rural. You got guys on horses, cattle. But that's not it at all. But then the other thing, because it's a border town, a lot of people will think, oh, my gosh, it's dangerous. Laredo is a peaceful town. and, And partly because it's a border town, there's agencies all over there to keep everybody safe. You'll see a lot of them as you're there. But the experience in Laredo, Texas, is the closest thing to authentic Mexico without leaving the United States that I've seen anywhere else. And there's a lot of places that say they are. In in fact, I think San Antonio really tries to play that. And I love San Antonio. Great destination. But Laredo is the most unique Mexican experience within the borders of the United States that I've found. And it is an incredible and unique experience for anybody that visits. So I I think that would also be a really cool place 
for somebody to host an event where it's not just your standard meeting destination. You get a really unique experience. Well, thank you for that. So we've got Bryce Canyon, Buford, Knoxville, and Laredo, Texas, all great. Adam, thank you so much for your time today. Again, everyone, this was Adam Stoker from the Relic Agency. He's also the host of the Destination Marketing Podcast. And we can't wait to visit some of these really unique venues. And thanks for your guidance and your your ideas today. Just such great tips. We appreciate it, Adam. Andy, thanks for having me. It's great to have you on my show and then be on your show and continue to get to know you. I really appreciate what you're doing for the industry. All right. So, Adam, thanks so much for joining us on the special episode of Destination Everywhere. If you're listening, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us. We'd really appreciate you doing that on your preferred podcast app. That really helps us out. And visit us at destination-everywhere.com and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Destination Everywhere Podcast. We look forward to speaking with you next time. Safe travels, everybody. Destination.